This edition of Outcasting will begin in a few moments. Like all public radio stations, WDFH depends on financial support from our listeners. Please visit WDFH.org and click on Donate to make your tax-deductible gift. Shows like this can't be done without your support. Thanks, and now, Outcasting. This is Outcasting, the Lower Hudson Valley's only youth-run radio show dealing with LGBTQ struggles, triumphs, lifestyles, and favorite colors, where you don't have to be queer to be here. Outcasting is a production of WDFH FM 90.3, Austin, New York, and on the net at WDFH.org, Community Public Radio for New York's Lower Hudson River Valley. Hi, I'm Juliana. On this first edition of Outcasting, Travis and Nora will talk with Mary Jean Carger of the Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network, or GLSEN. But first, a crash course on the acronym LGBTQ... Well, you get the idea. Hi, I'm Travis. I'm joined by Maddie, George, Nora, and Bathsheba. We're going to talk about some of the terms commonly used to describe people who are different. Bathsheba will serve as our bing. Bing! Before we get into the nitty-gritty of LGBTQ terms, it's important to understand how we differentiate between terms like sex and gender. When we use the word sex, we're referring to an individual's genitalia as male or female. When we use the word gender, we are referring to an individual's emotional and psychological identification as a male or female. For many people, sex and gender match, but there are plenty of people who do not fit into this category. This disparity can set up an internal conflict. We'll start by describing LGBT, a simplified acronym that includes... Bing! L for lesbian, a woman who is attracted to other women. Bing! G is for gay, that's me. The umbrella term for homosexuals, people who are attracted to members of their own sex. Both men and women use the term gay, although lesbian is exclusively for women, and gay can be used for both men and women. Bing! B is for bisexual, someone who is attracted to both sexes. Bing! T is for trans, another umbrella term. It includes transgender and transsexual, anyone whose sex is different from their gender. And this gets us into more complicated definitions. Transgender describes people whose sex is different from their gender. In other words, the physical anatomy does not match their self-identity as a male or female or other. And that's an even deeper discussion we'll have at another time. Transsexual describes people who are transgender and have taken some steps to change their physical appearance or anatomy to more closely match their gender self-identity. Hi, I'm Bathsheba. Sometimes the acronym LGBT is expanded to LGBTQ. The Q can mean a couple of different things. Q can mean questioning, someone who is unsure of his or her gender identity or sexual orientation. Q can also mean queer which has traditionally been used as an epithet against LGBT people. Many of us have reclaimed it as a self-affirming description of anyone who self-identifies as LGBT. In the late 1940s, the researcher Alfred Kinsey conducted extensive studies on sexuality, clarifying that it's not just black and white, heterosexual or homosexual, but that it spans a continuum. He called this continuum the Kinsey Scale. It ranges from zero, exclusively heterosexual, to six, exclusively homosexual. Kinsey and his team found that a relatively small percentage of people are at the extremes. Most people fall somewhere in between exclusively straight and exclusively gay. 
In a few minutes, we'll be talking with Mary Jane Carger of the national organization GLSEN, Gay Lesbian Straight Education Network, about the role of gay straight alliances in our schools. So, Maddie, tell us about straight allies. Straight allies, like me, are heterosexual people who openly support LGBTQ organizations and people. In some cases, straight allies know someone in the LGBT community. In other cases, they may have same-sex parents or gay relatives, or just adore Neil Patrick Harris. But the simplest reason to be an ally is that we believe in equality for all. These are all labels, attempt to describe and categorize very complicated and multidimensional factors in human nature. There are some additional labels in somewhat common use that are not as mainstream as lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, queer, and questioning. There are also many people who simply choose not to label or define their gender identity or sexual orientation. There are other terms that we're not defining today: pansexual, intersexual, hetero or homoflexible, bicurious, and asexual. But we'll address them in future episodes once we start to delve more deeply into the complexities of gender identity and sexual orientation. There are many organizations that are great resources to the LGBTQ community and straight allies. PFLAG, or Parents, Families, and Friends of Lesbians and Gays, is an organization working with people close to members of the LGBTQ community to provide support and resources. Both the Trevor Project and the It Gets Better campaign were started to target suicide prevention among the youth of the LGBTQ community. The It Gets Better campaign is an online resource of videos from celebrities and people from the LGBTQ community voicing their support for the youth and encouraging them to further their self-discovery and never give up. The Trevor Project is a suicide hotline. At the end of the show, we'll give more info on how to reach them. Another organization is Glisten, the Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network. It's an organization dedicated to providing education resources to K through 12 schools and supporting gay straight alliances. We turn now to an interview that Travis and Nora conducted with Mary Jane Carger of Glisten. Hi, I'm Nora, and I'm Travis. We're here with MJ Carger, co-chair of Glisten Hudson Valley, and she's also on the on Glisten's national board of directors and a member of their national advisory board.、Uh, thank you for joining us. It's my pleasure. I'm happy to be here today. Alrighty. For those who don't know, what is the Gay Lesbian Straight Education Network, or GLSEN?、Mm -hmm. It's an organization that's about 20 years old now. It's a national organization, and its mission, primarily, at least right now, is still to make our kindergarten through 12th grade schools safe for all children, regardless of sexual orientation or gender identity or expression.、Mm -hmm. And how does the Glisten subchapters differ from the national organization?、Mm -hmm. We have about thirty-five、uh, chapters across the country,、uh, and those the jobs of the chapters is really to do the、uh, on the ground work, if you will, kind of the grassroots work. We are in the schools, we go wherever we're asked, and we also、uh, make sure that the materials, the resources, which is are rich with、uh, with Glisten, are given out, you know, to schools that we're educating schools about the research and about、uh, curriculum that they can utilize free of charge, most of it,、uh, to help with the mission of making our schools safe. Alrighty, and what sort of projects does Glisten Hudson Valley focus on doing? 
Well, when you say projects, we we really follow the what they call the days of action that Glisten has. For example, in October, there's an Ally Week where we ask other uh, students to or all students to sign a pledge that they will not name call in school. Uh, you know, we want to try to stop any anti-gay name calling in the schools because we know how how unsafe that is and and often leads to more physical violence later. Uh, we have something uh, that's um, a Martin Luther King uh, weekend of uh, organizing. That's in January. We have also in January a No Name Calling Week, uh, which is a wonderful project for kindergarten up to 12th grade. Uh, and then we have a day of silence, which has been very popular across the country. So we follow those. We help uh, support them, let GSAs and schools know that they exist, give out resources. And um, on top of that, we honor uh, allies in the month of October in our we, we cover six counties, um, our chapter. Uh, we're, we're Westchester, Putnam, and Duchess, but then we're across the river over in Rockland, Orange, and Ulster. And up in uh, Ulster, uh, we have an ally award dinner in October. Uh, so that happens. And then here in Westchester in May, we honor uh, adult leaders, whether they're gay or straight, doesn't matter, uh, and also students that are making a difference to keep our students safe. Excellent. Uh, we're here talking with uh, Mary Jane Carger, the co-chair of GLSEN's Hudson Valley Chapter. She's on GLSEN's National Board of Directors, and she's a member of their National Advisory Council. So, Mary Jane, uh, what, do you, what would you say the role of GSAs in today's schools is? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I'm so excited. You know, I've been involved with this chapter since uh, 97. <laughs> so that's been a while. And uh, when I started, there were so few. Really, I think uh, Chappaqua started the first one, I think, in 94. So there were very few. And uh, we really didn't do a lot of work with them. We were more interested in educating teachers. But then as the years progressed, we saw these GSAs start up through GLSEN and some other organizations across the country. And I think the thing that's so important, and now uh, – out of the 47 high schools uh, in the county, just in Westchester, I think there's at least 30, uh, maybe a more, I, I can't remember right now, but over 30, say, uh, schools that have GSA. So you can see they're very much flourishing, and that's just in our county. But what they do, the importance in the school is First off, visibility. We, we feel that with GLSEN, if there's a visibility about gay and uh, transgender youth, bisexual youth in our schools, they, they become safe in itself. And what I mean by that is that, that there are policies that particularly enumerate anti-harassment bills so that they say you cannot harass based on sexual orientation or gender identity and expression. So that's one piece of visibility. Another piece of visibility are out teachers or supportive teachers who are going to be there and stop the name calling and support gay youth in schools. The third thing really is gay-straight alliances. That's a visibility that's there in the school. There are a lot of students that I know that say they're gay, but they won't go to the GSA, but that they knew it was there, or maybe these are kids that have graduated already, but they come back and they say, you know what, just knowing it was there made the school better for me and for the school. And I know that's true in schools now. And the last piece of visibility that I think 
GSAs help with, uh, maybe not directly, but is to encourage curriculum inclusion on LGBT students or, or, or LGBT people. That, you know, when there's an invisibility of your group in a school, it's very difficult to feel respected and honored. And that was true with the black community when we didn't have history for them. The Latinos, I'm sure, have a, a feeling of, of exclusion sometimes being excluded in our schools. And so any, this whole cultural competency piece has to include LGBT youth. Mary Jane, you mentioned about uh, visibility in schools. And uh, how do you feel about the issues where in some states they're not allowing uh, teachers to teach about anything but heterosexuality until ninth grade? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, honestly, if it's actually taught from ninth grade on, I'd be really thrilled because I don't think we're that far along a lot of places. But certainly, you know, the interesting thing is if you think about um, adolescence and puberty, you know, it's around 12, right? That's 14 is when you're in high school. So if you really think logically about when students should be educated about uh, sexual orientation, it should really be as puberty hits. It should be somewhere, you know, as we're talking to girls about menstruation, and of course that's even younger now, uh, but all that, I would love to see some education, you know, seventh grade. It would be the the logical time. And it's interesting, you know, um, the Unitarians, they, they have a full curriculum, uh, kindergarten to 12th, and it actually is seventh grade that they start to talk about sexual orientation. It would be so much less scary. It's the same thing if you think about a girl not understanding about menstruation had she not been educated early. Same thing for sexual orientation. It's like, what's going on with me? I don't, I'm not attracted to the same people that other, you know, people my gender are. Why is this happening to me? And I mean, we have more education now. Now in in our world, but uh, there's still a lot of people who really don't understand it, and then they get scared. And you know what the bad news is? They think about this thing called reparative therapy or this corrective therapy that somehow they should be changed. That they can somehow, if they can get to the right therapist or get to the right treatment, they can be changed. You know, their orientation can be changed. And tragically, some people have tried that, and and it's been so damaging uh, emotionally and mentally for them. It's like, I love to use the analogy, it's like left-handedness. You can't, you know, you can force me to be a right-handed person, and I will write, it won't be as good as my left. Uh, so you can force me to, to act like I'm maybe straight if I'm, if I am gay. But the truth is, my core identity is still left-handedness, is still uh, gay, if that's the situation. What's the relationship between GSAs and GLSEN? Well, we don't start them. Sometimes people think that we're the ones who get them started. Uh, A GSA has to start uh, organically from a student, really, uh, who student or students who then feel that they want to get this group, this extracurricular group going. They then find a an advisor. And that's how and they go through the same procedures that any other extracurricular, you know, program does in their schools. But where Glisten comes in is we ask them to sign up on our website because we have a lot of materials. We will let them know about these days of actions I just mentioned to you. Uh, they will get other materials sent to them. And then 
we personally as a chapter, as a local chapter, I try to do as much as I can to make some of the resources available economically. Because some of the things, like even pins or, uh, you know, some of the materials, the Day of Silence kit costs $130, okay? We try to give them out to the schools. If we know that they're really going to utilize the, pro- the program, we will give them out free through a grant. We give uh, GSAs $250 a year grants. They can they can actually request uh, and complete a grant telling us what they'll do with the monies. So we support them financially and with resources from national. How have you seen the roles of GSAs shift in your time as an activist? Mm-hmm. Well, I think the thing that I'm seeing now that I love is I think first earlier on they were they were there to support gay youth and support allies because you know the interesting thing about of course. Some people out of ignorance think that a gay-straight alliance is just gay students. And actually, when you're in these uh, groups, you are very well aware that there are a lot of straight allies that are out there. And some of the straight allies, though, uh, might surprise some people because there are students that have gay parents. And they are very, there are a lot of these families out there. They, they're not very visible in the school because a lot of times students are, are uh, fearful that they will be harassed if, they, if people know they have two dads or two moms. But they come to the GSA because they know that's a good place to be. They have gay uncles, gay aunts, uh, gay friends that they want to support and learn about and, and help. Uh, not help, but, you know, want to uh, advocate for in the schools. So those are the people, they're still there. But what I thought was earlier, it was more social and, and support. Now what we're seeing is much more interest in the GSAs for advocacy, meaning they want to go down to the middle school. They know how horrific it was down there. They want to go down and try to teach the kids through their, their youth, through the health program. They want to go talk to the faculty. I mean, that's the shift that I see. In and, of course, for GLSEN, it's exactly what we want to have happen, that kind of advocacy, because that's what, that's what encourages change. Um, what do you think are some of the issues uh, LGBT youth face today? Well, I think some of them, unfortunately, still, you know, the It Gets Better campaign, all the media, the social media that happens, and there's so much more access uh, to the web, et cetera. But you know what? It, it, when, when you are a gay youth, you still feel the loneliness. I mean, even though I think it's much more visible and there's more support there, I don't think anybody should uh, ever think that it's an easy trip and a journey because there's so many people when you're gay that if you have not come out yet that you fear will reject you. And um, so I think that's still, it's still a hard journey. Uh, I love that we have marriage now in New York State. Uh, I think that the, the don't ask, don't tell, getting rid of that. I mean, I think there are more and more pieces of progress in our larger society and culture that will help. But you know what? I mean, I just drove by a church very close to my home that just talked about uh, a sermon they're going to have this week that says, uh, you know, it's only a man and a woman should ever be married, you know, should ever marry each other. You know, so there's that... Um, caustic, uh, negative, um, dangerous environment out there still. Uh, so that's the thing that's still tough for, for gay youth. But again, like I said, there's, there is more, even GLSEN, uh, you know, 
we're there to support youth. We have a wonderful conference. Maybe we'll talk about it a little bit later for Westchester students that are LGBT and allies. So there's more visibility out there now. Um, how do you think in, how do you, how would you, uh, suggest an individual deal with these issues if they don't feel comfortable reaching out to Glisten or to their local GSA? Wow. Um, they don't feel comfortable in those two environments. Um, and, and let's hope that you're not talking about really, a dip, well, I don't know if you're talking about depression or suicidal thoughts or whatever, because of course we, there's been so much good uh, information about Trevor, the, the, the Trevor project, and they have a hotline I know that's, you know, 24 uh, seven. But if we're not talking exactly like that, I think, I think a lot of people, students that are wanting to talk to somebody and don't know who to go to, to look in their schools for safe space signs, uh, what those mean is we, we give them out at GLSEN, and I know other some other organizations have them too. It's some kind of a visible or look for that rainbow flag in the classroom or with your guidance counselor or whatever. Um, and if you're comfortable to talk to that person to uh, and make sure, of course, that they will keep the confidence and they can keep the confidence. Counselors at school, et cetera, do not have to tell parents or anything like that. But find somebody that you trust and that you feel um, you can speak to and and take the steps slowly and cautiously as you come out. And you don't have to come out and you don't have to know exactly who you are in your orientation at some certain age either. I mean, I'm always very respectful of people that don't want to identify. It's not critical. And if you feel feel that you run a risk of not being able to go to college because your parents will reject you or being thrown out because we know a lot of kids that's are come out and become homeless youth in the city. It's a reality. And there are some from here in Westchester as well. And so if you know those risk factors are that high, you don't want to, you don't want to be going, coming out. But there, there are places. PFLAG is a wonderful support for parents, uh, you know, um, parents, families, and friends of lesbians and gays. And we have a chapter here in Westchester that speaks to parents. Uh, the Guidance uh, Center in New Rochelle, which has a lot of different um, uh, satellite offices, is very gay-friendly. Uh, so there are resources for support that way, too. But, of course, you have to – your parents might have to know you're going or whatever, but um, you can get some support that way. And you can call me. <laughs> Alrighty, um, can you explain what Pride Works is? Yeah, I'd love to. Pride Works uh, is the whole title. It's a conference. It's a yearly conference. This year it'll be November seventeenth, and it'll be at the Double Tree Hotel in Tarrytown. We are in our thirteenth year this year, uh, so it's Pride Works for LGBT youth, LGBTQ. We added a Q, youth and their allies. Uh, it's a full day conference. <laughs> where about over 600 people attend, about 65% are youth, uh, mostly high school, but some middle schoolers we're happy to have there. Uh, college students come from local colleges and uh, some s- social workers, psychologists, uh, you know, from the community, mental health agencies will come to learn about gay youth, which I'm pleased as a social worker myself, I'm happy to see them there. And then uh, GSAs. We've had, I think, over 30 uh, GSAs that came last year. And the whole day is dedicated 
totally to learning about LGBT issues for youth. And that's we have specialists there, you know, and we have uh, all kind of very knowledgeable people, many gay, transgender people themselves, straight allies that are presenting. Uh, we have a keynote, and uh, and then three se- sessions of workshops, and a lunch, and a breakfast, and just a beautiful feeling when you get into that room and you see all this love and support and positivity. It's a uh, it's a wonderful thing. Now, why is something like Pride Works important? Well, for for some of the things that actually that you just asked too, Norm, that what you know, what do we do? What do you do if you you know feel you're uh, identifying gay or bisexual or transgender, but you don't want to tell anybody? Just coming to uh, Pride Works is a beautiful, supportive place to be and learn. Um, I think that's the importance. I think that uh, for staff to come, especially, it's almost like, it's a little like preaching to the choir, they say, you know, when everybody's pretty supportive to begin with. But you know what? We all need that every now and then to get together with other people that are allies and feel the power there and and understand what each other's doing or can do. And, And that's why I think there is more advocacy in our county's GSAs I, I really humbly think that Pride Works probably has a little something to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any new projects that Glisten is working on? Any new sort of uh, issues that they're taking on in a very sort of proactive way? Yeah, we a couple things happened. One I didn't mention earlier was Think Before You Speak, and there's a, a thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. The Ad Council campaigned with us. They partnered with us a few years ago. They wanted to stop the phrase, that's so gay, which is a real challenge. (laughs) And they wanted to stop it in the middle schools. And uh, interestingly enough, they told us that they've never had a harder campaign to ever do. And uh, But they also were very, very excited, as were we, that they had such tremendous success. And so much so that we've continued partnering with them for another year. So that's a fairly new one to stop just that sentence, that's so gay. Uh, So you can go on there and see PSAs, uh, public service announcements, etc., But the other thing that we just started is the sports challenge, which is really, really exciting for us. We partnered with the NBA, the National Basketball Association, which is pretty cool. So GLSEN and and NBA are partnering to do some uh, PSAs. Also, uh, Grant Hill and... um, and Jared Dudley from the Phoenix Suns just put some PSAs together about name-calling in sports and how that is not cool to do that. So that's a a piece of the Ad Council campaign to stop the name-calling, but it's also a partnering now that we've added to try to get into, because when we, we do research... Most of the research that you'll see out in the public when they're res- when they're talking about LGBT youth in high schools or schools, it will be Glisten's research. I mean, we are very, very well respected there. And when we've asked students in the past, where is the hardest place to be in school? Uh, it's been in the locker room, okay? And so that's why we knew that somewhere along the line when... When the stars can align, we would want to try to address uh, sports. And so we are. that's one of the newest projects that Glisten has right now. Thank you so much for joining us, Mary Jane. It's my pleasure. I'm happy to be here. We've been speaking with Mary Jane Carger. She's the co-chair of the Glisten Hudson Valley chapter. She's on Glisten's National Board of Directors, and she's a member of their National Advisory Council. 
You've been listening to Outcasting, the Lower Hudson Valley's only youth-run radio show dealing with LGBTQ struggles, triumphs, lifestyles, and favorite colors, where you don't have to be queer to be here. Travis here. If you're having trouble, whether it's at home, school, or just with yourself, call the Trevor Hotline at 866-488-7386 or visit them online at thetrevorproject.org. The Trevor Project is an organization dedicated to LGBT youth suicide prevention. Call them if you have a problem. Seriously, don't be scared. Again, the number is 866-488-7386. Being different isn't a reason to hate yourself. Alrighty, go get a piece of paper. I'll say it one more time. 866-488-7386. Outcasting is a production of WDFH FM 90.3, Austining, New York, and on the net at WDFH.org, Community Public Radio for New York's Lower Hudson River Valley. For more information on this program and a list of resources, visit us at WDFH.org and click on Outcasting. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this program, please make a tax-deductible gift to WDFH. We can't do programs like this without your support. Visit WDFH.org and click on Donate. Thanks.